This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today we're switching it up a little bit and we are going to have one of our really good friends on, Dr. Tina Shermer Seller. So we're going to go live with her right, right now. now. Get your questions ready. Well, I have a question. It's been a Dr. long time Tina. since we. I know. Hi. Talked. Yay. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Hi. How Hi. are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? It's so good to see you. I know. We are really doing good. And I probably say this every time, whether I see you in a class or in person or online, it is always so good to see you. And you just bring an amazing energy that is awesome. And we love you so much. You do. Ah, I so have missed you guys. It's so good to see you too. Yeah. I love what you've been doing. It's just so fun. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. For uh, how... Well, you're in Seattle for our listeners who uh, don't yeah. don't know that. So, how have you been doing with the the shutdown and all this stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I'm yeah. so tired of it. Yeah, and I I miss hugging and holding the people that I usually hug and hold. I mean, I I get to with my husband, you know, but yeah, I miss my babies mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because our daughter Hattie turned eight during this whole thing. And so she couldn't have a birthday. So we set up a birthday parade. And it was the the weirdest thing. And you'll know about this because like my family of origin, we're not huggers. We are like kind of uh, around everybody. Yeah. But we had this parade of all these friends that are my daughter's friends. And I wanted to hug people so bad. And I'm like, wait, I'm different now. Like, I'm a different person. Like, I was like, get out of your car. But I couldn't hug anybody. And it was the weirdest moment. I was like, oh, there it is. I'm a hugger now. I'm a hugger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. I loved it slash hated it. But I'm ready for things to open up. I'm ready to sit at a restaurant and, like, talk for a long time and not just be in my house. Yeah. But I'm yeah. so, yeah. so glad that you could join us today. I was telling Seth, yeah. I had butterflies. Like I, we've interviewed tons of people, but you are like, you have changed my life and our life uh. in such an amazing way. And I was like, I can't wait to talk to Tina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I've been looking forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. It's so, so fun always to see you. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So uh, just do a quick intro of yourself. Tell our listeners who you are and people on live and everybody, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <clears throat> so I'm Dr. Tina Schirmer Sellers. I was a mar- or am a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified sex therapist, um, author of the book "Sex God and the Conservative Church: Erasing Shame from Sexual Intimacy," which really looks at the impact of the abstinence-only um, sort of thing we had going on for the last 40 years and the impact of sexual shame on our lives Mm -hmm. and how that impacts how we do attachment and intimacy. And that really has increased over the last 40 years across the United States. So it's impacted pretty much anybody under 45. Mm -hmm. And um, so that book is about how that happened in the United States, how we really weren't meant to have a sex negative story, how you heal from it. And then it has, um, touch and, and um, 
non-touch kind of ways of integrated sexuality and spirituality. Mm -hmm. So now I run an institute that trains therapists and physicians on um, human sexuality because you don't get that in graduate school. Most people think that couples therapists get trained in sexuality, but Mm -hmm. they really don't. And so it really is about training those people on how to get that training and, um, and, uh, yeah, I do supervision and that kind of stuff. And then I go around and, and, um, teach people, um, clergy and, um, gosh, just organizations on how to help parents really do sex education well, because I think we can't wait for the government to sort of rally people around sex education. So I'm really trying to help sort of teachers and um, other kinds of people interface around how to help parents do Mm -hmm. sex Mm -hmm. education well and get over sort of their shame so that they can do it well. Because what we know is if you can do sex education well with your kids growing up, then your kids know how to keep themselves safe Mm -hmm. and they know how to enter into sexuality in a safe way. And they end up having, uh, choosing better partners and having better sexual lives as they get older because they don't have the sexual shame. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That's what I'm about. I was yeah. just reading in your book actually last night. The there was your there the, like the research about when uh, Christian kids are like not taught about sexuality at all that they yeah. are abstinent. It was something like they're usually they avoid sex for one more year than the average yeah. kid, but then when they engage in sex, it usually there's no contraceptives, no protection. Mm. Uh, and there was one other thing about it too that I just was like shocked. I thought how how obvious that is because they don't know, they aren't taught what to do, right. how to protect themselves, all of those things. And so it's almost like they wait a little bit longer, but the damage that is done is so much bigger. And there's this massive wave of shame followed it, following it that is brought on by what the Bible says, what church says, all of those things. And they can't, they cannot manage that. And I just thought that that alone, which is one paragraph in your book, was like, oh, my gosh, that is eye opening. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And one of the things, too, that I think most people don't realize is that um, girls, I'm going to be really general here, but girls often don't know when they're being exploited and boys often don't know when they're exploiting. Mm-hmm. And and neither one of them want those experiences to happen to them. Like. Mm. Boys don't want to look back and go, oh, my gosh, because of what I got from the media and what I was hearing from my friends, I didn't know that I was acting in non-consensual ways Mm -hmm. when I look back on my life. And that feels terrible to me. Or girls don't like to go, oh, my gosh, I had these things happen to me. They were assault. And, oh, that was horrible because now they play out in my life, Mm -hmm. you know. And because no one helped me learn about consent or how to have voice or how to be respectful, I had all these experiences in my youth and in my early 20s. And it's because no one helped me. Yeah. You know, and really, when you provide comprehensive sex and life and relationship education, you help your kids know how to be protective of others and protect themselves. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Melanie and I had a conversation yesterday, the day before, and I was just talking about how I was acculturated to sexuality, like in the South, like in from, from culture and movies right. and stuff. And when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, I don't know, you know, the girls were going around like pinching guys' butts and stuff like that. And for, you know, being in fifth and sixth grade, you're like, oh my goodness, what is this? And then that, that, then I thought I had liberty to do that to other girls too. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. And I was, I'm just thinking about this now as a, as a grown adult man, uh, that, that wasn't for neither one of us, you know, but, but we, we really honestly didn't know. And the sex ed in sixth grade yeah. was literally the male high school wrestling gym coach who was probably in his fifties, not knowing anything about sex ed. And that's all we had. That is all we had. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things most people don't realize is that violence didn't enter video games, mu- um, uh, uh, music videos, mm-hmm. and pornography until 1986. Wow. Mm-hmm. But now it's 
prevalent. Yeah. Now it's, mm-hmm. you know, 60, 70, 80% of what you see and hear. And so this is what is our primary sex educator. Mm-hmm. And so uh, heterosexual boys in particular think violence is a part of what girls want. Right. And that's what they're telling each other. You know, you're going to hit that. You're going to tap that. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. all violent. Yeah. And so they don't know that this isn't what girls want to experience mm-hmm. and girls think they're supposed to fake it fake that too yeah but that's what they want but see it's assault yeah right and so these are often the first you know 20 30 percent of their experience mm-hmm. so you said 1986 and that's very specific what was the like seminal event or thing like what happened in 1986 well the internet came on board we also stopped regulations and media. We started uh, re- removing regulations and media right around that time. Mm-hmm. So there was just a, there was a, a confluence of things that happened in the government, in um, media, and in the internet. I mean, there was just a confluence of things that happened yeah. right around that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So so that makes sense. And um, so this week for us is. We, we literally stumbled upon it because we're doing a daily show now and we, we yeah. thought about, hey, okay, let's make next week sex week. And it's not like a gratuitous like, oh, let's let's increase our numbers, do sex week. It, it is absolutely not that. We just stumbled upon, hey, mm-hmm. we, we were just we having a, a conversation we, about yeah. it. And we thought, wait, we I, should I do... heard you, one of your live yeah. when I was driving home from from Portland last week and I'm like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was really interesting and we got a lot of feedback. Everybody lo- likes to talk about sex and not just for the reasons we think it's because we want to be more well-educated. We want to unlearn the, the, some of the crap that we learned mm-hmm. from, right. from family of origin, from culture, from all this stuff, and then get a new perspective. And I think, one of the things that you have done throughout your career is beautifully, I mean, absolutely beautifully integrate the spiritual side of sex. And a lot of people don't think about the spiritual side of mm-hmm. sex. We think, oh, it's just physical. And how do we get to orgasm as fast as we can? You know, and you talk about a banquet uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, which is hilarious because Melanie is such a food person. In fact, <laughs> well, well, you're a cook. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm a cook. And, and what, recently, one of her things is like, uh, hey, you can literally show me that you love me by always having, this is funny, I'm chuckling, uh, always having some cooked meat in the fridge just ready to go. Like, no joke. That 24-7. Is, yeah. I'm like, okay, sure, I can do that. And yeah. that is a love language. That is like almost foreplay. And then, of course, I think of the Seinfeld episode where they talk about cured meats cured meats and the sensual <laughs> meats. You know, So we're talking about a banquet. Can you just expound upon that for folks who haven't heard that before? Uh, sex is a banquet. <laughs> Yeah, well, and this is, I think, especially true for the heterosexual couple, Mm -hmm. because for thousands of years, we have used the word sex to mean what? Oh, just intercourse. Intercourse. To mean just intercourse. So that's like Cheerios, only Cheerios, (laughs) right? Only Cheerios, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Cheerios. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you get kind of tired of Cheerios. Yeah. So... So we use the vernacular sex in heterosexual conversation and he might be just thinking intercourse and she's going Cheerios, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Cheerios, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, and really we have to use different language. We have to start thinking about, well, what are we really talking about here? Mm -hmm. Can, Can we use different language? And I really love like, Dan Savage will will use the question, well, what are you into? Mm-hmm. So because there's no word sex in the gay world, right? And and Esther Perel will say, what kind of sex is worth having? Mm. <laughs> it's another, which is another question about banquet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we just don't use the word sex. It's like, what what do you feel like? So, so we're in a pandemic. What do you feel like today? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I just feel tired or I feel what so let's let's talk about what what you really feel like what will bring connection and pleasure Mm -hmm. so what's on your banquet today Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so sometimes it is move all the way through your arousal cycle you know it is Mm -hmm. oh you know you want to go to you know you want to have an orgasm great or maybe one of you does and the other one doesn't 
So I always like to say, let's talk about the difference between sex drive, which is I need to move through my arousal cycle, Mm -hmm. and sexual desire or intimacy. I need to be skin to skin. I need eye to eye, heart to heart. I need you. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes those things aren't perfectly aligned. Sometimes they are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Then great. Same page. But sometimes they're not. And when we just use the word sex in the heterosexual conversation, we're kind of sometimes not on the same page and we're not delineating that. Mm -hmm. So for the heterosexual couple, they really need to talk banquet or Mm -hmm. they need to talk something else. Like, what are we really talking about here, sweet pea? What do we really need? Mm -hmm. What sounds like it's worth doing so that my heart meets your heart, my body meets your body. And at the end of this, we've had connection and pleasure. Like our banquet has both tasted really good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes me think, of course, of the restaurant analogy. Like if you say, hey, Seth, I'm hungry. Uh, Well, what do you want, Mel? Food. Mm. And that's it. You just leave it at food. I'd like food. Like, no, nobody does that. They go, well, I want tacos or I want Thai food or I want, you know, whatever, Italian food. And they say what they want because we have a whole language around it. And no one's worried about, you want Vietnamese food? No one says anything like that. They just go, oh, you want Vietnamese food, you know? And so I think that (laughs) I, I love that idea of expanding but starting with that like what what was it what did you say like what do you what do you feel like right now or what mm-hmm. or like what sex is worth having like what do what you need sex is worth having mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i love exactly. that that's beautiful yeah, yeah. i love that question mm-hmm. uh, well it because it, i'm thinking of I, I try to put myself in the listener's position not in a like an mft kind of all this talk position and yeah. you know maybe th- maybe folks are saying okay what is the arousal cycle what what are you talking about? And, you know, all, all these terms that we can use. So when, when we, from what I know about the arousal cycle, and Tina, you're the pro here, so of course, correct me. But it's it's like the, the early stages, and then, okay, there's a peak, and sometimes we're not at the same uh, place in the arousal cycle, and things might Let slow down and get, and get weird. Well, no, and, and I, I think it, it might be awkward. Well... It shouldn't be awkward. Let's normalize this. Hey, what kind of sex do you want to have tonight? Oh, well, you, Melanie talks this about this thing called relaxation sex, which is like really slow, kind of meditative. Like I am chilling. I got the candles and I got the smells and That's everything. That's what you want when you've got three crazy kids. You want relaxation sex. Yeah, in a sex. pandemic, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I went off course here a little bit, but tell us quickly about the arousal cycle and, and what we should know about that. Yeah. So the arousal, when I say arousal cycle, it's, it's like you, the whole arousal cycle is like what you're like at the very beginning of being turned on and how you move yourself all, if you were to think all the way through how it goes for you all the way through to orgasm and after that would be your whole arousal cycle, mm-hmm. right? Now, sometimes when we're intimate and we touch, we don't go all the way through our arousal cycle, okay? Now, sometimes in heterosexual relationships, we've gotten into a pattern of saying, well, if we don't go all the way through, especially for men, Mm -hmm. it was just foreplay and it wasn't real sex unless I ejaculated. Then it was real sex. Mm. Okay, but I'm often inviting people to say, if it's if it's not good, in other words, if it's not connection and pleasure for one person, was it really good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I invite people to say, what makes sex good for both of you? How would you define good sex? Mm-hmm. Because if it's bad for anybody. It's not good enough. Mm. It's not good enough, right? And it shouldn't be based on a behavior as much as it's based on what it feels like emotionally mm-hmm. as well as whatever you need physically. Yeah. So, because what often happens is a woman is sacrificing something or someone, one of them is mm. sacrificing something, and the other one is like, eh, that was good. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it shouldn't be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it and it often shouldn't be the same meal every single time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're especially if you're a couple, you're going to be together having lots of meals over lots of times. Right. And right. that's why it can be sometimes a little bit different, you know. And if one person's like, well, I really am feeling that drive to move through my arousal cycle. And the other person's like, I, I really need something kind of easy and I don't really feel like I've got the energy to move through my arousal cycle. And so you can kind of negotiate and say, well, it could be, well, can I help you move through your arousal cycle? Or can I sit behind you while you masturbate and move through your arousal cycle and then you move through your arousal cycle and then you massage my body mm-hmm. or do you want to jump in the shower and masturbate, move through your arousal cycle? And then we spend a half an hour really snuggling and talking and, or sitting in the bath together, Mm -hmm. or you kind of co-construct something together that feels connecting and pleasurable. And it may look like something you've never done before. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's, you know, this particular banquet. Yeah. 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 I love that idea because it's, well, the, the analogy of restaurants and food and stuff, we don't go when we do date nights. We don't go to the same place every time and get order the same chef's special or yeah. or whatever it is. We we talk about it. Hey, what do you feel like tonight? I don't know. Blah blah. blah. Well, let's don't go to Issaquah. You know, the, well nobody knows what that is except for us <laughs> in Washington. But um, uh, we we don't go to this city. We're going to go to this other city that has a great you know atmosphere and food. We talk about those things. Yeah. So why aren't we talking about mm-hmm. sex, connection, and pleasure? And being intimate in that way, just like we talk yeah. about a date night, like planning it out, re- yeah. researching what, you know, how many Yelp reviews did the restaurant right. get, these, these types of things. And I'm being really serious yeah, because yeah. I think that yeah. there's so many parallels here and we we don't. And when I say we, I'm saying we don't have that type of conversation. And this, yes. I, I promise, every time we talk to you, we're like, oh, have, have this conversation <laughs> and improve our lives. And I, I, I want to start having that kind of conversation mm-hmm. like that because we do it in all other aspects of our yeah, life. You know? Yeah. And I, I want to comment on something that you said because you talked about the arousal cycle. and But what's interesting is even when you were saying it, I hadn't. Um, thought about you said yes the arousal cycle is getting turned on all the way through orgasm and then after and then after is an extremely powerful tiny little sentence Mm. that i think so many people aren't understanding after sex is still an intimate moment and i think people like Mm -hmm. we think of it like fast food like mcdonald's okay you get your burgers you get it you eat them you go Right? No, it, like at a fine dining restaurant, you have eaten the potatoes and the steak and the whatever shrimp scampi, and then you sit there and drink wine. Mm-hmm. After you've had your meal, you, you have sit a cordial, there you know, and you, you talk, an right? Yeah. Like you, it, we're, we're, um, I can't think of the word. There's a word I keep trying to think of, and it, like for days I can't think of it. Like we're, we're, taking this amazing thing of connection and pleasure, what sexuality is, is and how it can be. And we're like just shoving it down into this tiny, like one inch by one inch cube Mm -hmm. of sex. That is, that does not encompass the like meal, the wine after dinner. It doesn't encompass all of those things. And I thought that was so powerful. What you said at the end of that cycle is the still the being together. It's the end of that. And Mm -hmm. then uh, that was the one thing I want to say. And then the second thing I want to say is that um, after meeting with, you like the first time and having the conversations we've had and uh, all of the insights that I've gotten from you. One of the things I started saying when I speak to moms specifically about sex is I don't have bad sex. I don't, I won't. And, and I like, why would you, why would I with the, especially with the person I adore Mm -hmm. be like, Oh yeah, let's settle for like something I don't like, or maybe you don't like, let's settle for that. Mm -hmm. Like we would, we wouldn't do that with a meal. We wouldn't do that with our home. We wouldn't do that with our car. So why are we doing it with the most intimate and connecting thing that we have out there? But it doesn't mean that I require Seth to make our sex great. It means I come to the table. I come to the bedroom, the wherever with an energy, knowing I have power here, not power in a bad abusive way, Mm -hmm. but I have a say, I have a voice, I have um, a desire, whether that's for crazy sex or calm sex, whether that's for uh, no intercourse or some, you know what I mean? Like I want to empower women to say, and men, 
Mm-hmm. I will not have bad sex because I have the ability every time to have amazing sex. Mm. And, right, it, and exactly. it will look different every time, you know? So yeah. thank you. Thank you for yeah. the, all the amazing sex I've been having. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that, Mel. I love that you're really taking that by the, the, the hand, you know, and just saying, this is what I want. And because I think so many women will do this, well, I just have to get myself in the headspace. Well, if you're doing that, if you're saying that to yourself, then you're likely already compromising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're already trying to put yourself in his headspace. Mm-hmm. Or if he's the low desire partner, mm-hmm. he's already trying to put himself in her headspace. And neither, you know, neither one of them are really sitting and co-creating mm-hmm. connection and pleasure. Really saying, what kind of what kind of sex, what kind of connection pleasure is really worth having for us. We're not co-creating that. Mm -hmm. It's either not enjoyable enough. It's not diverse enough. It's not, something is not connecting and pleasurable enough yet because I'm twisting Mm -hmm. myself somehow to fit inside some, something else Mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. And, and we're missing it somehow. And so you, you kind of need to kind of go back to the drawing board a Mm -hmm. little bit. You know, and I love what you're saying about the after, because in, again, we see this in gay, trans, even the kink world. There's this whole afterglow, this aftercare time mm. that is totally punctuated there because it's a recognition that you care for each other, mm. that that is an important time, that you've just done something important together. Mm-hmm. And yet. In the straight world, we ran right by that probably 2,000 years ago Mm. because we only privileged in the patriarchal world the role of the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. And yet women, we have all these wonderful hormones that just got cascaded in our body. Mm -hmm. It's such a wonderful time to say, I think God put that in us Mm -hmm. to say, wow, Mm -hmm. something powerful just happened between us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bonding, let's soak that in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah you know? it, it's that uh, making meaning of of uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, shared shared experiences, and when when couples have those shared experiences, and of course this can be sex or a baby or even something. You know, I, I've had a flat tire on the freeway before, and Melanie has had to come and get me, and we, or like my car broke down, and she came and got me, and we literally rallied together and of course we're lucky and it's not a huge deal for us to have a broke down car it just sucks it's inconvenient but in that time of like oh this sucks let's stop everything that's a shared experience that brought us closer Mm -hmm. together so it can be any range of shared experiences and especially in the 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 afterglow the after part of sex it's like we you just got me to a place Mm -hmm. and i just got you to a place wow that that is awesome thank you so there's Mm -hmm. like our hearts are full of gratitude of course we're flooded with all kind of happy dopamine chemicals and all that stuff which helps but it's so bonding like we Mm -hmm. talk about pair bonding too and it it is so important and for couples to overlook that is just we're we're leaving a, a beautiful we're leaving a beautiful banquet part how about we're leaving a lot of options of desserts just on the table. Like, oh, you know, I'm full. I'm not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. just forget it. Well, and it makes me think of like, like if you think of the way that that time we are flooded with hormones and we are feeling all of these things. And if we ignore that, that window of time, that very specific window of time that is not like many other things mm-hmm. and we blow past it and we leave and we whatever, we hurry past it. It is very similar to a child wanting to like hold your hand and say, I love you and hug you. And you're like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Like you probably know I love you. Mm-hmm. Go, go to the other room. Yeah. Like it's, you're taking one of the most vulnerable times that most of us don't even know about because we don't see it in movies. We don't see it in video games. We don't learn about it in, you know, sex ed in school. The church is certainly not talking to us about it. And so we take something like an immense gift, a moment of connection, and we just kind of flop it into the trash and we go, meh, probably Mm. doesn't even matter. And it matters so much. And that's what I think is so crazy about it is I I hadn't even thought to have this conversation until you said it like 15 minutes ago. (laughs) It's really true. It's really true. That is such a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things, so one of our uh, watchers on Facebook said, sex ed for parents and their kids. How should 
they wait, how old should they be when we start teaching them, et cetera? So I wanted to ask、mm-hmm. that because you have such amazing insights on this. So just、mm-hmm. tell us all your thoughts on sex right, ed. Right, 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 right. So you start while you're pregnant. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you really are asking the question, you start while you're pregnant. And people are like, what? Well, because most of us started getting shamed. The minute we found our penis or our clitoris, which was at 10 months old,、mm. really, honestly, as soon as we could get to it with our diaper. And that person that was changing our diaper usually freaked out about that time.、Mm-hmm. So we started getting shamed as an infant. So it's in our DNA. So we have to start practicing really early to get through our own shame.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it becomes easier and easier. So I say that knowing that most people are often past that point. Yeah. But you start getting the books as soon as you can. And so I'm often, and I, on my Instagram, I have a resource button, a circle, whatever. But Robbie Harris's books, he,、um, she's got a book of、um, four to seven year olds, seven to 10 year olds, and 10 on up.、Mm-hmm. Those books are fabulous. There's many others, but I love to start there because they, they do all the work for the parents、mm-hmm. because they. Are fun and funny, great pictures, and they'll just do a lot of the work.、Um, there's many others to get. I'm actually in the middle of writing curriculum right now that are tear off pages、awesome. that are two to four, four to six, all the way up to 18.、What? And on one side is all of the developmental steps,、mm-hmm. what the kids go through sexually. And on the back side, it's the shame triggers、mm. that the parents feel. And then what the parents need to do for themselves, and then what the resources are. Because I think parents need to know that as they feel these things, it's normal, it's okay.、Mm-hmm. And here's what you need to tell yourself to sort of take care of the little person inside of you,、mm-hmm. sort of breathe yourself through it so that then you can do what's on this side、mm-hmm. for the child. Yeah. You know? And so all of those things are there right now with an illustrator and Then they'll actually go on the website, and we're going to be practically giving them away. And、oh. then they're going to go to doctors and teachers and、oh. youth leaders and everybody so that they can just hand them out because there's nothing like that out、yeah. there. And parents need to be just to help parents. So、yeah. parents、mm-hmm. can do the work because parents are the best educator out there. Yeah. Best by Man, far. That makes, I'm, I'm speaking for Melanie too, that makes us both so excited、yes. because. Obviously,、uh, I, we love anything that you do or have done. And for this resource to come out for kids and parents and to be so, so from, from such a sex therapist, psychotherapy perspective, it's like, you know, because a lot of things that we learned in our family of origin, we're going to perpetuate, right,、mm-hmm. with our kids.、Sure. And it's literally just、sure. passing that down bad and good. So giving the parents resources. Are asking the question, hey, what does this bring up for you? Something? Okay. It, it's it's going to be helpful for your own kid if you figure that out or do some work or just don't do it, table that for a minute and don't pass it down to your kid, right?、Mm-hmm. So that free resource for the anytime you want us to promote it, we absolutely、yeah. will. We'll send all the links in the world to our website and to our、yeah. people because that is so awesome. When is it going to be done? Do you know? So it's at, the, it's at an illustrator right now. So I'm hoping by. This summer, late this summer, we'll have it and、wow. then people can just get it and make copies. I don't care if people make copies of it,、yeah. honestly, and then take it to their doctors, take it to their doctors. Because I'm like, doctors, it's at Well Child Visit,、mm-hmm. yeah. just to give it out at Well Child Visit,、yeah. you know, to their teachers, to their youth pastors, to,、um, you know, their community leaders, whoever, you know,、yeah. just start handing them out to parents and、oh. make it easy for parents to do it. One of my little tricks that I'll say to parents is, Your kids are going to do what your kids are going to do because the kids love their body、mm-hmm. as we're supposed to,、right. just like they love the world and they want to understand it. So, as your insides freak out because they're going to freak out, that's what shame does. It makes you go like、mm-hmm. this, right? As your body freaks out, try your best to put on this face. <laughs> just, just smile. <laughs> just smile and breathe,、uh-huh. you know? Because if you. Can try not to react during that time that you're going, oh crap, just breathe and put on a non reactive face until you can calm down、mm-hmm. and remind yourself that this is normal. Whatever it is, it's usually a normal child、mm-hmm. curiosity.、Mm-hmm. You know, at five, they're curious about other kids' bodies, at three, two, three, four, they're curious about their own. 
bodies, you know, younger, you know, they're just like, wow, look at that. That is so cool. I have 8,000 nerve endings right there. Mom, look, you know, they're so excited about it. That's all normal, you know, at 10, 11, 12, 13, whether the boy goes, they're really kind of curious about social interactions and they're going to do goofy things. Mm -hmm. Just try to think back on your own life. It's all kind of normal. And you just kind of got to go, well, okay, we got to just start looking at the books more. Yeah. You know, we just got to start looking at the books more. That's all. Yeah. Oh, well, you're just talking about the the developmental stages. Of course, we have three kids and we have uh, two older boys. One is will be 13 soon and the other one is 11 and they just have like these hilarious Ugh. inside jokes they constantly talk <laughs> and they're about just their running genitalia. around and it, it is it is it, it's cute and it's hilarious and it, it's normal too yeah. Mel- melanie's like what and i'm like it's fine well just, and i don't normal. <laughs> i i think what because that is right. like the complete opposite of the family that i grew up in the home that i i mean we didn't ever see each other naked ever like you don't wear swimsuits you cover up you wear jeans and hoodies basically all the time right so i'm trying but thankfully we know you and have learned from you and so i've i have to stop myself and i have to make that like uh what's going on but i have to smile and be it's okay Mm -hmm. but um it's so powerful and one thing i wanted to point out which i thought was just it's really amazing you had we had talked about this in in previous episodes about you know sex ed how do you start teaching your kids and one of the things that you said about boys in particular is do not that you said something along the lines of at around the age, I think it was seven, they stop sitting on your lap. Like mm-hmm. they boys stop being on your lap and it's like a different thing happens and they're supposed to be little men and you treat them like a man and whatever. And um, I, th- I think it was you that said that I could be mixing something up here. But one of the things that struck me is I made a choice with our own sons. I'm like, if they come to me and they want to snuggle or hold my hand and they're 12, I am not going to tell them no mm-hmm. right and so no, the no, other no, 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 no. literally like a week ago we were jogging at the church i'm saying jogging like we're exercising with our kids my 12 year old son asked to hold my hand while we're jogging which that's awkward but i was like of course i'm gonna hold your hand so think about what mariner is our 12 year old mariner is going to have such a more freeing experience of simply just touching loving mm-hmm. touch mm-hmm. because i did not deny him that right i That's didn't right. tell him boys don't do that mariner don't do that you're you're not you're too old you're too this it's not good it's that and that and the, it just really struck me and now that the kids aren't in school because of covid19 they're home there is something so shocking to me mm-hmm. about how uh middle school and just in itself is mm-hmm. pushing our kids to grow up way faster than they need to be growing up. Like right now, our 12-year-old and our 11-year-old boys will sit and make mud pies. They will sit and pretend they're on a battleship no one, if they if they saw a middle schooler, would ever think that they would be doing that. They they're supposed to be trying to be cool. They're supposed to be flirting with yeah. girls, but in their heart of hearts, when they aren't in that social structure, they play with Legos. They they do goofy they just stuff. Be, they just want to be themselves without yeah. the pressure of. They, that's funny because yeah. they they even want to hold my hand too. Yeah. You know? So I'm yeah. like, yeah. and I just this read a great really book. Uh, by John Eldridge, uh, Wild at Heart, you know, and it's, it has a more Christian bent on it. But it is yeah. really important for, uh, he, he talks about how men heal and men can heal from the wisdom of other men. And it's just like this biological thing that really mm-hmm. clicked with me. I read it four times and I am uh, hell bent on providing that for my sons. Of course, different things for, for our daughter, but like, yeah, if they want to hold a hand, I'm going to teach mm-hmm. and and guide and just walk beside as much as i can because family of origin which obviously we talk about all the time uh i i didn't have so much of that Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm trying i'm i'm you know in a constant process of unlearning that and rebuilding something on a on a much stronger foundation so i can give that to my kids which Mm -hmm. is the the best gift that i could ever give i believe that is absolutely oh i i agree absolutely Mm -hmm. i think boys just like girls they need so much intimacy Mm-hmm. They need so much permission for intimacy. And and that thing you're quoting, um, Mel, is that boys are taken off laps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at six, typically. And the next time they experience touch, intimacy, is through sex. And that's yeah. why men so often sexualize intimacy. They need intimacy, mm-hmm. just like women need intimacy, mm-hmm. but they 
um, conflate intimacy and sexuality Mm -hmm. because it got conflated for them. Mm -hmm. But you let boys do what boys will naturally do and they will stay seeking intimacy, Mm -hmm. not sex necessarily because the culture is what does that. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing what naturally will happen when boys are let to be boys. They're let to be people. Oh, that's powerful. And they will seek intimacy. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it with you, you, Seth, too. It's what we naturally Mm -hmm. want to do. And so it's so great that you guys are noticing this and you're cultivating it because it is their heart. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely their heart. One of the books I want to say you want to read now that just came out is Peggy Ornstein's new book, mm-hmm. Boys and Sex. Oh, okay. It is so important to read. You know, she wrote Girls and Sex, mm-hmm. which is something I always talk about. But Boys and Sex just came out about two months ago. Mm-hmm. I just finished it this week. And it is so good because it tells you now the effect of media on boys. Mm-hmm. And um, she interviewed over 100 boys for this book. And it is so stirring how we need to really protect our boys and help them be fully who they're meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that that whole, uh, and we also talk about this on the show, and the research also bears this out, but now I'm not so sure if, if all that research has been skewed based on what you exactly said. And mm-hmm. the research, what I'm talking about is I feel connected to Melanie, in, intimately connected, like uh, when during sex and then after you know what i'm saying like i feel that connection with that and melanie feels the connection way before that so it's it's now it's making me think oh the phenomenon of boys getting taken off the laps that's that's why i think that way right so what advice would you have because the research bears this out so what would it what what advice would you have as a sex therapist to the men who feel connection that way only through sex and stuff uh, to maybe ramp that back a little bit and say, hey, explore these ways to feel intimately connected to your partner without sex. Mm -hmm. And then if that happens, sure, that's great. But what are some precursors to that? Well, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, Seth, you went through our retreat Mm -hmm. and then men have these powerful experiences when they make love to their wife with, while they keep their pants on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have these experiences where they learn to l- love their their wife by loving her, by touching her body and mm-hmm. listening to her, doing these powerful touch, giving, giver, receiver exercises. Yeah. And there it doesn't have anything to do with their body at all. And they're weeping. She's weeping. Right. And they're like, wait a minute. I didn't move through my arousal cycle. Mm-hmm. I was just attending to her. Mm-hmm. And that was so incredibly powerful for me. Mm-hmm. I've never had any experience like that in my life. But that was one of the most intimate, powerful, sexual experiences of my life. I don't know where to put that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know where to put that in my in my head, in my heart, anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Because there's not and a compartment it, for it. Like, I, I, I didn't no. even know that there was a space for that. Mm-hmm. What? Where do, so where do I even put this thing that I've never seen or even heard about before? Right, exactly. And and the other day you said in one of your, um, one of your live Instagram things, you said, Melanie, you've got all these people that you walk with. You've got all these things that you do. I don't have anything. But you said that in the context of we're not having enough sex. Mm. So it's it's an example of the conflation. You're missing intimacy in your heart, mm. but your channel is that way. You, what I've learned from men is they are lonely, yeah, and they know how to get it through that channel. But there are so many other ways to get it too. Mm-hmm. So what I'll often encourage is you might want to try like having more experiences where you move through your arousal cycle, whether that's through masturbation or something, and then come to Melanie already satiated, Mm -hmm. already feeling like I don't have to, Mm -hmm. I don't have to, you know, have an orgasm, but I want to be all up in Melanie. Mm -hmm. I want to be all up in her, you know, I want to be all up in her body. And she doesn't feel like she has to do anything for you, Mm -hmm. but she knows she can be all up in you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool way. And then see what happens to your heart. 
Like, see what happens to your sense of of intimacy, of satiation emotionally, mm-hmm. and see if that doesn't, like, teach you something about what your heart is needing, what your intimacy is needing, mm-hmm. and whether you feel seen, known, loved, and accepted in that place where you feel empty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That Melanie is getting when she goes walking with her friends, you know, mm-hmm. and and you're feeling a little left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, it makes me think of like our kids, our boys especially, and our daughter does this too. She's much younger, but like the, the boys hold my hand all the time. They will put their arm around my back. They will sit and touch my leg. They are constantly touching me um, in a way that is just, I love you. I'm here, which I do to them. I touch them all the time. I kiss them constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is that I, as you're saying this, I, all I can think of is to me, that is my natural state of being with someone else. Like mm-hmm. you, t- and and not my family of origin, someone else, but my own children, my husband. I would love to touch Seth all the time, but in my experience, it is, oh, she's touching me, sex. Oh, she's touching me, sex. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, she's touched me. I should grab her butt. When it's like, no, just interweave your fingers into mine. That mm-hmm. is a really amazing feeling too. And so it's it's just interesting as we're talking about it watching our sons develop this really mm. sort of more f- complex and varied version of what intimacy looks like that is n- has no sexuality twisted in it at all and then seeing how i feel like um you are you're you're stuck you're almost like in an invisible glass box like right. if it's not sex you don't know how to do it so you just don't yeah. and then uh but then when you come to me that expectation is well sex mm-hmm. it isn't I'm touching you because I love you. I'm just going to sit here and touch your hair. It's I'm sitting here and touching your hair because I want to have sex. Right. And I'm not uh, mad at no, you for that or anything. You, but that, um, Well, like Tina was saying, that's why I asked about, yeah. okay, like literally what is an intervention or or yeah. some exercise that that I can practice for that to mm-hmm. to get out of that? Because yeah. it, it literally is, I think, guys, we're leaving a lot on the table, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's there. Yeah. And it, it's almost right. it's almost like we don't even, we, we know there's a table there. We know there's stuff on it, but it's invisible. We just feel yeah. the, the, mm. uh, the tension of, of not knowing it. that that's, uh, that's, a, you know, like think about if you want to do something really bad, you're like, Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of like our kids. Sometimes they're like, mom, I'm bored. Oh, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. So they're just like in, in <laughs> this attention. Yeah. In this weird spot of like, I don't know, but I know I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So, you know, somebody help me kind of thing, yeah. which is really funny. Hey. Uh, and I think so many men do feel that way. And of course women do too, I'm sure. Shit. But from the, the male perspective, it's like, yeah, this is that's a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to honor your time. I'm not sure how long we were intending on talking or anything. <laughs> Are you good still? I'm in COVID. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was funny. But I did want to ask about all that you have going on with everything from your retreats. Are those still happening? Are, I know you have your website looks amazing. Whoever did your website and your photographs is I want their number. Um, and then okay. also like the... I know you took over the 4D wheel, the uh, yeah. Gina Ogden stuff. So I'd mm-hmm. love, just tell us all the things that you have going on, where people can participate in them. And I want to talk about if you're going to Mexico again, because might, I might want to join you. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, go ahead. Uh, okay. So, um, so Dr. Tina, so, so Instagram, you guys can see. So Tina Shermer Sellers um, is my website. And um, that, that just, got redone and so um and then that's sort of where my speaking and supervision and um I don't know that that stuff kind of goes on there and a lot of the the sex ed stuff goes there and uh, a lot of I'm doing more webinars and courses and stuff for the public just Mm -hmm. trying to help people out Mm -hmm. um since stuff on sexual shame I'm gonna that's gonna all get uploaded there um and then um Northwest Institute on Intimacy is stuff really for a lot for clinicians and doctors and therapists. And then there's people can go there to find therapists who are trained in individual couple, family, sex therapy, and spiritual intimacy. Only about 5% of therapists in the country are trained that much. And Mm. so people can list themselves there. Um, And then we do all of our courses and stuff are there. Um, And then the retreats are listed there. Mm -hmm. And so there's retreats the intimacy retreats for um, heterosexual couples right now. And that's not because we don't love all the others we do. Um, But um, 
heterosexual couples are the couples having the least amount of sex and the worst amount of sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where we started our focus. Mm -hmm. And so we have um, retreats going on in Colorado and Seattle about once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do fill up. So um, I think the next Seattle one is going to be February of 21. And then there's an October one in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and those are, I think they're good. They're really great. Um, Hold on. Uh, your your so daughter said, I have the coolest mom. <laughs> I know. Yeah, your daughter's on Instagram saying, that I have cute. the coolest mom. It is adorable. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and then um, what else? Um, the 4D wheel. Are oh, you yeah, doing the, that? Oh, so stuff? the 4D wheel. Yeah. And the, the Northwest Institute website right now is a mess because we're in the middle of it all being redone. Uh, and it was kind of crashing and we just didn't bother to really mm. updo it. So. The new one's coming up probably in another month or two. Mm-hmm. And then the 40 wheel is Gina Ogden's work. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all that, that website's getting redone right now, too. And I'm really excited about it. And that is um, uh, her work is just phenomenal. And um, uh, it's a, a particular model that shows the integration of the body, mind, um, heart and spirit and, uh, how that work really, uh, is an integration of healing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we'll have more, we train therapists in her work Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I don't know if we'll be going back to Mexico, but we will be doing more, uh, retreats and workshops around her work and other people are doing them around the country. So, Mm -hmm. um, that will keep evolving, and we will have lots of courses on her work on that website as yeah. well. Yeah. So, do awesome. you just want to go to Mexico with me then, like just you and I <laughs> yeah. go? Because yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the the retreat that ta- Dr. Tina is talking about is an intimacy retreat that Melanie and I participated in. I think in it, about three years ago, three or four years ago, and it was unbelievable. It was mind blowing. A, a, a multi day intensive. Uh, group therapy and it was just you know and you guys told us this too you and some of the other therapists there you were like yeah your friends are going to ask about it and you're going to have a really hard time explaining it (laughs) and we still have a hard time explaining it other than it is so awesome and you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and you don't know what you don't know you don't know and we learned a couple (laughs) of things well we learned more than a couple of things about ourselves about sexuality about spirituality and the integration of all that and Mm -hmm. it was just it was so awesome. So you guys definitely go to uh, Doctor. Is it Doctor Tina Shameless Sex? I know that's your no. handle on Instagram, but your other website so is that, Tina Shermer Sellers. Yeah, the, the the retreats are on nwioi dot com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it Northwest Institute Institute on Intimacy dot com. So mm-hmm. nwioi dot com. And awesome. we'll share all the links out too after we get the episode published and everything. But yeah, that yeah. to me was like. Uh, when we arrived, I had no idea what to expect, which was so funny. And Seth's like, I signed us up for an intimacy retreat. I'm like, I, I, whatever, we're flying to Denver. I don't know what's going on. And I had no clue what to expect. And I was absolutely blown away. Like everything, everything about it was amazing and just life changing, really life giving, mm-hmm. life changing. Yeah. And it transformed how we parent. Honestly, that was one of the coolest takeaways that I wasn't expecting was this is changing how I see so many things that I have stereotyped in my mind that men or boys should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And um, how, I, I don't know, it was just like a, a real life walking, breathing, moving uh, journey, which is, uh, yeah, that doesn't do it any justice, but I tried. <laughs> People are I like, tried. what are you talking about? I, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I wish so much. The step that is in the retreat really is the step I I wish and believe that we should be raising people to understand about how you do intimacy and long-term relationship well and successfully. And we just don't make it a part of our lives and Mm -hmm. how we raise people, but Mm -hmm. it's the information you really need to know to do long-term relationship well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we don't teach it. Yeah. And if we did, people would be able to, enjoy their relationships and do them in a thriving way, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you one thing? So I remember at the retreat, there was, I think, inside of the workbook, it asked you to write down your thoughts about the word intimacy. And I remember being like, oh, doesn't intimacy just mean like intimate apparel? Like it's sex, right? Like intimacy <laughs> is sex. And I literally sat there like a ding going, what am I 
What do I think? What is intimacy? Like, I've really never thought about this. So would you mind speaking on the importance of just understanding intimacy? Because there's so often sex and intimacy is clumped into one word mm-hmm. and so, or one, you know, one thing It's one heading. And, but I, I really think we're not doing intimacy enough justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and no. so we're not learning what it is. We don't know the importance of it. And it is just clumped together with sex. So can you, what are your thoughts on that? I guess. Well, you know, I, I love that question. And I actually have an entire chapter in my book on the anatomy of intimacy, Ooh. like really what it is, what is intimacy. And, and so often, um, when people just even have sex, they're just doing it at the body level, mm-hmm. just the body coming together. But when I talk about the anatomy of intimacy, you know, it, it can be the body. It can be then sensuality, engaging all of our senses. It then can be desire, which is the, the heat, the desire. I believe I'm desirable mm-hmm. and I believe you're desirable and we can get that heat going. Mm-hmm. And then I, the heart engaging and opening the heart. So I let you into me and I come into you. We open our heart. I'm not like, you know, it's a tit for tat Mm -hmm. or I put a wall up, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. we know when we have an open heart or a closed heart, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So opening the heart. And the next one is trust Mm -hmm. and trust is built or broken in three different areas. Like I do what I say I'm going to do. You do what you say you're going to do. If we don't, we've busted our trust, Mm -hmm. right? Or speaking our truth mm. is another you pause place we do. Um. You know, like, do I tell you what you want to hear or do I really do it? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's another place. Or keeping our vows, like our promises. We break it anywhere in there and we've broken trust. Right. Mm. So that's another place, you know, where we do intimacy. And then the, the next one is beauty. Like, do I see your beauty, like your true beauty? Mm. Like, do I open myself to that? That's really existential. Yeah. Like, deep beauty. Like, you could be 90 and I can think you are beautiful, yes. right? Like, yeah. I open myself that. And then, only then do I get to ecstasy. Mm. Like, the, the spirituality, you know, like, the, the God in here, mm-hmm. right? All of those levels are part of intimacy. And most people are just down here at the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're mm-hmm. just here. So all of those things are potentials of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I spend a whole chapter on that in yeah. the book. That is awesome. And that, that's in the retreat. That's in yeah. your workbook. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's in there. And you, you've, I like the, I remember this, I don't know if you coined it, but intimacy into me, you see. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that, and that yeah. goes that's that's a, a very two way street with a big circle around it, I would like <laughs> to think. And and that I, I, I just love the the spiritual part that you talk about. And the this is more than just our bodies. It is it is everything. And if we are if we can open ourselves up to that. Oh, boy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. boy. You know, that's all I can right. say. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, oh, girl, that's why you hear, oh, God. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> that's funny. Ah, that is perfect, <laughs> actually. Yeah. So we, we want to be respectful of your time. Tina, I, I genuinely want to say thank you for uh, just being who you are. Thank you for the gifts that you bring into this world and uh, the, the, the braveness that you have and the, the true emotion that you have ta- speaking about these things. Like, we see... It, it shines through, and mm-hmm. we love you for it, and we thank you so much for uh, it. Love you guys too. So good to see you. You yeah. too. So and to we'll, we'll link Take all the care. stuff. Yeah, yes. we'll link all the stuff, and uh, you guys go follow uh, Dr. Tina on Instagram and everything else she does. You can thank us later. I promise yeah. you. So thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you guys. Right. Love you. Bye. 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 Okay. okay. Okay, guys. I hope that Best that conversation, conversation, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> conversation knocked your socks off. Uh, like I said, and uh, Mel, Tina is so awesome. And I've told her this before, that whenever we see her, she just brings a light into the room. And I want to be like that. Yeah. Like to bring that energy, that vibe, that life-giving. Tina is a life-giver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I honestly strive... And whatever I do, if it's leadership, counseling, podcast, yeah. anything, raking the leaves, bring life just yeah. like Tina does. You know, so. what's funny is that I often think, because I went to, I've gone to several things with Tina, like in Denver, and you haven't been there. Yeah. And I'm like, I've spent more personal time with Tina than you have, nah. although she was your professor. <laughs> yeah. But I like, 
Yeah, that's the type. Tina is literally the person I want to be like. Like I go, I want to have that much clarity, kindness, love, yeah. compassion, joy, light, uh, light giving, energy, yeah. educational prowess and beauty and yeah i don't know glory well you know what how about this you do have that I'm right it, it's not it's not a oh if we can just get i need here, to foster it if you foster That's it a great and, way you, and you step it. into it and you live it you know because just like we talk about on the podcast it's not like oh we're oh we're gonna have a good marriage if we can just have a good marriage yeah. no we have a good marriage we have it's, to, it's yeah. that that transition from draw it out i will i want to into I am. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's great. And we have to believe that before we can put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So we uh, got a late start this morning, so we're reversing. Let's do our prayer, okay. gratitude, and intentions right now. All right. And um, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's just one. been an awesome episode. Holy... Don't worry about it. Just focus. Okay. It's been an awesome episode, and we love it so much. But we're going to do our prayer. We do prayer every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do our gratitude. We share something about our spouse that we are thankful for that either happened today or yesterday or yeah. recently. Very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And then we do our intention, which is based off of our behaviors that we want to change, sort of in the direction that we want to live our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we encourage you guys to do this together. So All right. Thank you, God. For uh, the blessings that you have given us, thank you for our house and the rain and our kids and the wonderful plants that are growing outside and life happening. Thank you for Dr. Tina being on the show this morning. I pray that this podcast and this content is helpful to people and I also pray that it is helpful to us and our relationship. Amen. Amen. I feel rejuvenated. I know. Oh, your thing just messed oh, up. Oh, darn. Well, just share it the story. Oh, I'll, goodness. Do well, another one, I Probably because we went so long, I know. We went so long. But... So, okay. We'll, we'll continue the... Uh, don't we'll just continue. don't faff with it. Okay. So, so what about your gratitude? I am I am thankful that you like to have these conversations like this with people mm-hmm. like Dr. Tina, and literally we can walk on the same path mm-hmm. in that and talk about these things and not be weird and not be shy yeah. and not be like oh this is too you know whatever yeah you you go there yeah and I'm very thankful for it so. I am thankful that you do the same thing too, uh, but a you more. Can't steal mine. Sp- I'm not going to steal yours. A more specific thing, I think. Uh, last night you cooked dinner for the kids, and you were really attuned to me last night, like in a really just a general sense. Because I, I I felt weird yesterday. Oh right. Um, I don't know why. I just felt I, I had a really hard day with the kids, and so or, or not the kids. One of our children, <laughs> our daughter, is just. Mm-hmm blowing my mind lately with how hard it is to teach Mm -hmm. her and um it's very draining it's Mm -hmm. super super draining i've been home for weeks i haven't gone Mm -hmm. anywhere i don't and you're doing 75 hard yeah so i have done 75 hard yeah and i know that it can suck sometimes Mm -hmm. and i could just see it you're like well and i don't feel like i don't have that that's not my mindset around it like i'm Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do it but Mm -hmm. yesterday i just was in a weird space and i didn't have to tell you i didn't have to cry i didn't have to be mean i didn't have to whatever you literally attuned to me as if Mm -hmm. it was like a station on a radio and Mm -hmm. you're moving your antenna to make sure that you were catching my signals and i really appreciated it and Mm -hmm. you were like i don't you know you were just using really practical ways to attune to me like mm. what do you want to eat and mm. here's like shredded mm. cheese for you or mm. whatever you know? so i want to say something i'm gonna give you a bit of feedback if because i didn't know that i was particularly attuning to you and mm-hmm. you would appreciate it so mm-hmm. much it's important that you let me know that you appreciate it okay you know what i'm saying like in the moment yeah and th- that would be helpful so yeah that's a uh, good feedback high five yeah um so the what is the no next? sound oh oh Sinking. Well, you know, when, when you do an IG live for an hour, it I probably know. our like, phones are like, I can't live. Makes your battery dead or um, something like that. So, uh, but okay. anyway, so let's not worry about that right now. We'll have to just okay. do the Instagram thing later. But the or what about our intentions? Sorry, people listening so, to the podcast. I'm in, not editing this out. <laughs> okay, my my intentions. Uh, sometimes my intentions get uh, um, not. I don't want to say convoluted, but I am focusing on a lot of things, particularly our budget and money stuff Mm -hmm. right now to get everything set and meet our money goals. And that directly impacts the family. Mm -hmm. So that is what I am intentional about to serve you, to serve our family. And you work really hard on that. that And I appreciate that. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Putting money here and doing that and saving up and doing Dave Ramsey stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm intentional about today Mm -hmm. to serve you in a good way. And (laughs) I got to make sure that you have cooked meat in the fridge. Cooked meats. I do. I do. (laughs) You do? I I, I don't know. I thought so. Okay. Maybe I don't. Uh, I don't don't remember. Don't worry about it. Um, But I love that intention. I think my intention... 
I actually your feedback just now is going to give me my intention because mm. you said let me know when I'm attuning to you in real time in real that time and and I think thing. that I haven't um, I've, I'm starting to like apply these ideas to our kids and mm-hmm. the boys in spe- like specifically mm-hmm. but I think I need to because it's easier it's easier to apply this with kids they have lower expectations of you they just mm-hmm. want to be with you and love you and talk to you mm-hmm. but it's harder. It's just harder with right. you because right. I have we have a history and I think, well, well, he might think this or what if he thinks it's dumb or what mm-hmm. if he whatever. So I need to get past that upper limit yeah, idea. I need true. to get beyond my own mm-hmm. discomfort, mm-hmm. Um, which is definitely family of origin like generated. Oh, I need sure. to be able to push beyond that and to create the marriage, life, relationship conversations that I actually love and mm-hmm. adore. But it takes un. It takes peeling back all of the layers of what I'm used to. And those layers literally stop that progress. It's right. like a glass onion. Layers. And you can see beyond it. But if, you, mm-hmm. but if you're too uncomfortable to break the layer that you're currently in, you're Ooh, not going to get to the next onion. one. You can see beyond it. Yes. Ooh, like you, you can good. see what's there, but there's a thing, a thing you have to bust out of. Break the glass onion. Break the glass onion. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but that's, for me, my intention today yeah. is just living that way, sort of wholeheartedly, whatever. Well, Our I, phones are dying I, left and right. I, I appreciate <laughs> that that is that is awesome hopefully that's shared on facebook uh, it probably uh, didn't my oh phone gosh. literally just died okay so we love you guys we honestly pray that this show is helpful that this content is helpful and adds value to your life because it is 100 adding value and helping our yes, relationship absolutely i get to spend 30 to 45 minutes talking with you mm-hmm. intimately in front of all of and our friends. dr tina and dr tina which, oh, is, which is amazing a, a breath of fresh air so you guys uh catch the podcast i know it's been uh kind of um cut out and let's see one thing i would like to promote is the workbook right now you're sitting at home it's COVID 19 go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get the best marriage workbook ever it was 25 bucks now it's 10 bucks mm-hmm. like okay let's let's cut you can the price. get you can even get the audio version which yeah. doesn't have the pdf part but you can get yeah. the audio version for four dollars, four ninety nine. If I was a person and I didn't have these things, which I am a person and I do have these things, but if I wasn't, I would get the audio book to listen to it. Melanie mm-hmm. is reading it, and mm-hmm. I would also get the PDF and print it out because you can listen to it while going through the curriculum, which is totally yeah. rad and it will change your life. All you gotta do is do it. Yeah. And so Absolutely. many things in life. What was that? that was okay, you guys, we've been on here forever. We love you. Um, <laughs> go check out the website. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.